I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Books Boys. Every month, Nadine and PJ tell you all about the books they've been reading and make some recommendations from our old favourites, plus surprise call-ins from authors to talk about the works that they're writing, original music, prize giveaways, and more. That's Books Boys on BooksBoys.com and all good podcatchers. Books Boys. Get it. Buy it. Books. Move on and be who I am. Why do you have to go? I just don't belong here. I hope you wonder. Try to understand. We might find a place in this world someday. What someday? But at least for now. I want you to stay. I gotta go my own way. Wow. I can't believe we need to write a musical. What? Okay, okay. <laughs> because imagine our iconic songs would be. How iconic our songs would be. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could make any songs anywhere near as good as High School Musical. Well, no one can, but we can try. So true, not even High School Musical. That's a lie. All three of their songs, all three of their movies, bops. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday that I think it's iconic of Ashley Tisdale to have the most iconic song in each of the three movies. So true. Well... Uh, look, well, High School Musical 2, bet on it and got to go my own way. Fabulous is definitely extremely iconic and the most recognisable, but the other two were just, they hit different. Stick to the status quo. Fabulous. Yeah. And I want it. I want it. I want it. Okay. Um, I feel like we're so niche with our love for High School Musical that it's like... Are we? Off-putting. <laughs> Any future spouse of ours has to go through a rigorous testing process of watching all through High School Musical. Period. Okay. Wow, let's just get straight into it. Hello, everyone. Well, hi, I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm Maddie. Welcome to What the Fuck is Happening. Sorry for that whole two minutes, but the also podcast. you're welcome. Oh. <laughs> the elephant in the room this week uh-huh. is that last week we didn't have an episode because Nick was depresso. Was that only last week? Yeah. Whack. Um, and then the other elephant in the room mm-hmm. can be for the next episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Peace, man. Wow. We had the best breakfast of all time today. We really, oh God, we did. Brunch. So good. Brunch? Brunch. brunch. Definitely brunch, but it was a breakfast food and it was freaking phenomenal. Shout out to Cafe Beamer. We love you. Period. In Paddington, (laughs) 
I feel like everybody has to. Okay, here's a Brisbaneites perfect day. <laughs> Go to Cafe Bima for brunch mm-hmm. and order the mushroom and halloumi. It is the best meal you'll ever eat out. In Neapolitan sauce? Yeah. Oh, my God. Best meal ever. Mm. And then cross the road and go to Harness Creation and record a podcast. <laughs> or two. Or three. Or three. Um, and then I don't care what you do after that. <laughs> Every Brisbaneite. That's, that's perfect. what you have to do. I don't make the rules, Maddie. <laughs> Obviously. I okay. thought you were hitting a, a sound effect button. Oh. It was like work. Um, did you, did you, did you, did you hear? I don't know. Did you hear the, the like capital T N the news? Um, no. Cookie Monster's real name was revealed. Really? Oh my God. This is capital T capital N news. It is. So from a clip. Okay. From like the eighties. Wow. Cookie Monster's singing about his mum. Oh. And then it's revealed. At his name. Ready? Yeah. Guess. Jon Snow. (laughs) No, I don't know. What is it? Sid. That gives me the ick. I think the name Sid gives people the ick now because of Toy Story. So fair. And it's like, how can Sids of the world recover? They can't. You know? Yeah, I really do. And absolutely, there is no recovery. It's a nickname. Why are you bringing me into this? Nick, name, get it? Because I can. I should not do that because my earphones are going to go out. Um, Iconic. I feel like there was a lot of news. Yeah. In the past maybe week, week and a half. Same. Um, And we're going to go through it. Okay. But I feel like so much of it's just like. Just happened. Weirdly controversial. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So did you watch the trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie? No, I didn't know that was a thing. You didn't hear anything about it? No. Are you literally just not on the internet? I, uh, honestly, not that much. I don't understand. No, literally didn't even know that was a movie that was happening. Let yeah, it's animated. Trailer that came out. Yeah, so the people that animated um, Despicable Me Oof. thing and stuff, so Illumination, um, are doing the Super Mario Bros. movie, and it's very cute. Um, but people, it sparked this, like, whole. Oh, God conversation about um whether or not hollywood should hire like actual voice actors for, for voice animation roles kind of thing because the quality is like apparent allegedly yes. um and so the cast for this movie is like big name celebrities like they've very much gone the the disney route of just casting big names whether or not they've done voiceover work before you know interesting um and, like, the first voice you hear is, like, um, Bowser. Oof. Played by Jack Black. And people love that. Fucking love Jack Black. <laughs> and then it turns out that Jack Black has been doing voice voiceover roles for the past 20 years, like, a lot. That makes complete sense. Even in sense. small projects. So it's like, he's actually a voice actor, so that's fine. And he, he, it shows. That and makes then a lot of sense. they reveal Mario's voice. Oof. And it's played by Chris Pratt. I was going to say, he's a Chris Pratt. <laughs> played by Chris Pratt. Because apparently he's the only person who can do animated movies. Anyway, um, so the voice happens. I'll play it in a sec. But basically, there's no semblance of any effort or like, literally, any 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 attempt 
at like the Italian, it's a me, Mario, you know? No. It's like, it's just literally just Chris Pratt, but it's very much, you know how he's in the Lego movie? No. Oh, you'd love the Lego movie. It's so good. Um, In the Lego movie, he plays he a character Onward. called Emmett. I know that. And in Onward. So he basically just plays himself in all these animated movies and people are like, He no, just plays himself in every movie. We want Italiano Mario. Yeah, same. Um, But anyway. Mushroom. No. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. It's like, ma'am, that's not Mario. Oof. That's not Mario. I mean, I don't really care. I'm sure the movie's going to be cute anyway. But I'm like... Well, what's the point of even having voice acting as a thing if you're not going to hire actual voice actors, you know? Well, yes, but also, like, I'm, I'm like, I understand the appeal of having big names. But I feel like, in a way, sure. we are kind of drifting away from that, um, the whole Hollywood phenomenon of casting big names for the sake of casting big names, not for the sake of them being perfect for the role. Do you think that, really? Well, I do think that, because if you look at Amsterdam, yeah, for a variety of reasons, it's flopped. But with the cast that it has, yeah, even with like a zero percent Rotten Tomato score, it should have still succeeded. So, but uh, but like, so we as a but for context, it's flopped hard. They're gonna lose like a hundred million on it. Iconic. Um, but but that's more about us as an audience not necessarily caring who's in it. Not not Hollywood. That's what I mean, though. When if the audience isn't seeing movies just based on names now, mm-hmm. then Hollywood's not gonna uh, keep doing that. Sure, but they haven't yet stopped, so. We've only just made it flop. Yeah. You just said Hollywood's moving away from it. But yeah, and I think they are. You look at, absolutely you look at some big movies, like Smile has been the biggest movie in the world for the past couple of weeks, and that doesn't start any massive names. Good on them. It's also horror, though, so. That's true. Big name actors are kind of hesitant with horror. But anyway, um, make Mario Italian again, <laughs> you know? Stop whitewashing Mario. <laughs> Who, some some like um, US Republican governor who's running for office and is like a crazy fucking weirdo was like, um, people can't claim that I'm racist because I'm actually Italian, which means I'm not white. Iconic. And everyone Stop was it. like, that's not how that works. It's not but okay. how that works. Um, anyway, yeah. So people are irrationally upset about Chris Pratt's Mario voice, but also kind of rationally, you know? I mean, I just feel like everyone in general is just upset about Chris Pratt. <gasps> you hate that. Um, I mean, well, the thing is, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt can put his whole Hillsong Ussi into into his roles. Like, you look at, like, Andy and Parks and Rack, and you look at Star-Lord, and, like, early Star-Lord, and, like, the Tomorrow War or whatever it was last year. If he like commits, it's engaging and entertaining and he's genuinely good. Mm. But I'm like, so why does he keep accepting roles where he's half assing it and like clearly not money bothered? Like, yeah, everything's money. But like, you know what I mean? Um I guess. You are not being a very good conversationalist right now. Well, well I don't know. I don't really feel like it's his acting that people have a problem with. What is it? I think it's the hill song of it all. <laughs> you don't think he borderlines playing the same character and everything? Oh, absolutely. But I don't think that's the reason why people are rioting against him. That's why we, we don't like Joe King. Why? Because she plays the same role in everything. Sure. That's, why, that's how we feel about Lily James or did before Tommy and Pam. She was very impressive. 
Because you watched it. No, I didn't, but it was still impressive. What was one that I saw her in recently? I also didn't watch it. But that I was kind of like, oh, I didn't even, it wasn't even giving normal Lily James vibes. <laughs> Something we watched quite recently. What has she been in? Nothing. I've got no idea. Me either. This conversation's gotten out of hand. Do you want to hear the least shocking news of all time? Okay. Madonna came out as gay. Did she really? Or queer. Really? Yeah, she did that That me. You know the, the, the trend on TikTok where it's like, Tossing something into a bin, and it's like, if I miss, I'm gay. Iconic. It, she no, did I that. Don't. Oh, there and you go. And it's like the most iconic, like throwing panties in a bin, but she misses, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's batshit and honestly a little bit scary, but nice, iconic nonetheless. Very um, iconic. And then like, it was like coming out day the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Lily James's. You should be looking me in the eyes. Sorry. The way that you're bullying me right now is unacceptable. <laughs> um, yeah, like it was coming out there the other day, and like three celebrities came out on TikTok. Yeah, Emrata, M A D O N N A. Before Emrata, the shade. Emily what R- fuck was her name? Radikowski. Yeah, Radikowski. Radikowski. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Um, uh, who's the other one? The one who plays Wazowski. The one who plays the person. Always watching. The one who plays. I could be a voice actor. Oh my god! You you can't. Chris fucking Pratt talking. (laughs) That's what all I'm saying is. Look how easy it is to put some effort in. So true. So true. You know. Yeah. It's a me, Mario. That's pretty good. I'd hire you. It's a me, Luigi. It's Luigi Italian too. I think they're both Italian. They're brothers. Are they really? They don't look Super Mario Bros. That makes complete sense. Twin plumbers. They're not twins, but they are bros. Well, they're definitely they're like one is like just so tall and one Luigi. is real short. All I'm hearing is that you want to fuck Luigi. I mean, if I had a choice between the two, I would definitely pick Luigi. I'd go for Bowser with Jack Black's voice. Whack. You've only got a <laughs> You've only got a choice between the two. Oh. Luigi. Yeah, exactly. I he looks like one of those um you know how it's always the really skinny guys that have like twelve inch cocks. <laughs> no, I don't know that. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know that either. That was neither. I feel like although I feel like Luigi would just like skate by on his good looks and his Height, whereas I think Mario would, because he's short and ugly, would have to learn how to put more effort in, in being a pleasing partner. So maybe he's a better choice. I mean, his mustache might work wonders with Oral. So. Exactly. So, wow. He could he could travel down my pipes. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. He could hit me with a green shell. <laughs> God. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Um, uh, Emily from Pretty Little Liars. What's her name? Yeah. Shay. Shay Mitchell. Yes. Um, what's it called? Stitched a TikTok? Yeah. About the green, red velvet. Green Saying velvet. that every bisexual seems to have a green velvet couch. Yes. And she was like, lol, look at my green velvet couch. Yeah. I'm bisexual, by the way. Yeah. And then M- M- Rada Emily Radikowski. Rada- I think it's Radikowski. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. M. M. Rada, um, she she also came out in the same way. Yeah, she did. I was like, serve. <laughs> you know what we need? What? Not to like make it all about men, but I feel like we need more male bisexual celebrities. 
That's fair. Tea. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say Andrew Garfield. Interesting. I'd probably say Harry Styles. I would also... Not, don't, don't go there. <laughs> I would also say... Do you know what? No, I don't because you're... you're you're speculating about celebrity sexuality, and that's immoral. Chris R- Pratt definitely gives major internalized homophobia. No, fuck you. Vibes. Don't do not put him anywhere near the queer community. Fuck off. He hates us. <laughs> um, uh, no, Chris Pratt does not give that. He gives doesn't go down on his wife, but expects her to go down on him. So true. That's his vibe. Okay? Those two things can exist at the same time. No, they can't. <laughs> we don't want Chris Pratt. No, neither do I. If well, too bad. You're straight. You can have him. No, ew. yes, that's not. That, you can't just pawn him off to the gays. Well, how it fucking works? Should we just pawn him off to Mars? What did Mars do? Deserve that? Nothing. That's the point. Anyway, <laughs> what were we? What were we saying before? Oh yeah, they're coming out. Um, you, guess Maddie. Guess what Maddie told me? What? That Harry Styles is coming out with a sex toy line. Oh, I said it's rumored. I mean, the brand is called Pleasing. I feel like we probably should have all picked up on this way sooner. <laughs> Go off, King. Yeah. Um. Well, well, I don't know. I feel like um, I, she told me this when we were in a shop yesterday and I yeah. had like a meltdown. Why? Oh, about the butt plugs. Because I was like, if this man <laughs> fucking releases sex toys that are made for anal pleasure... He better fucking come out and say that he likes butt stuff on him. I mean, I don't think that that's necessary. I do. He profits so much off the queer community. But, like, I don't think that butt stuff is an exclusive to the queer community. It's not. Chelsea said no. just last night that – oh, sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> no. You're, you're getting confused. Yeah. You're if saying, he's marketing no, it to stop, gay let me men. Finish. <laughs> that's bad. No, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> he no, 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 I'm not talking about him at the moment. Um oh. butt stuff shouldn't be exclusive to the queer community. Mm. It should be normal for heterosexual males to explore that part of them because if God put the <laughs> P spot, the male G spot up the butt, <laughs> and you put it there for a reason. Yeah. That's for you to get pleasure from it. Pegging is iconic. And you're getting confused because you're saying it's not exclusive to gays. It's like, yeah, it's not exclusive to gays, but until the heterosexuals actually embrace it. Well, I guess I. It's correlated quite, quite directly with the queer community. Well, I just don't think I agree because I I would agree that straight men absolutely think it, they don't do it. But I don't think that that, I don't think straight couples don't do it. I absolutely think women take it up the butt all the time. So. We're not talking about women. Why would we not be talking about women? Because we're talking about male pee spots. We started with butt plugs. I never said that word. Um, yes, we did. We were talking about freaking pleasing. Yeah, and I said if he has anal toys. <laughs> yeah. That as marketing towards men, bad. But I'm saying you hear butt plug. Right. Or you hear anal sex. The first thought is not... Females having anal sex. It absolutely is for me. It is. You don't think, <laughs> think of all the porn that I've watched. You don't think, oh, the gays. <laughs> no. If we polled 
I feel if we one hundred people on the street, ninety nine would say first thought when hearing anal sex or butt plug is gay, is same sex sex. Probably, yeah, maybe. It just because it should be different (laughs) doesn't mean it is. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess it's just because we're open. I suppose, and we're free and all that. Yeah doesn't mean that the general population is. And if he releases a line of butt plugs, the assumption by the general public will be gays. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, Anal I guess. simulation. Yeah, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm I mean, saying I don't think he's going to release a line exclusively of butt, plug, butt plugs. Well, obviously not. <laughs> so the argument's moot. No, it's not. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Just because it should be a normal thing for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I guess doesn't mean that it actually is. If we're being I, realistic I would, in twenty twenty two, I would, I would be, I would be interested to actually poll and see. To be honest, because like you're probably right, but I'm not convinced that you're right. So I don't think we can go around asking about anal and get in trouble. I think we could if it was part of a scientific study, or we put it on TikTok. I still feel like we'd get arrested. <sighs> That's a shame. Don't you? Everyone comment below. If you think anal sex, do you immediately think gay sex? <laughs> well, not even gay sex, just gay. Okay. That's okay. Fair. And that's that on that. <laughs> what else do we have? Robbie Coltrane died, which we've already talked about briefly last yeah, night. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, do you want to talk about the real tragedy oh my god of recent times uh okay so taylor swift didn't release a single for <laughs> midnight's before it released she's just going, i really don't think that you can follow us she's raw dogging this album cycle and just dropping the album without any singles prior to it and i'm like on the one hand that's homophobic because i want a single um on the other hand big dick energy Big dick energy, pretty iconic. Um, and then on the third hand that people don't actually have, but on the th- the other other hand, um, we do complain every time she releases a lead single. So true. It's so, yeah. <laughs> Can't blame her. I think I posted on Twitter and I was like, us pretending to be shocked when Taylor doesn't release a lead single after years of us complaining about her choices for lead singles. It's so true. I mean, like historically, bad. Bad. Really, the Lover era, just I honestly can never get over the singles that she chose for Lover. me? Yeah, disgusting. That should have been a bonus Not even on the album, yeah. (laughs) No offence, homie. The rest of the album is fantastic. Um, Yeah. But uh, Shake It Off was 1989. That was good. That was a good choice. That's that's her most popular. For Red, it was We Are Never Getting Back Together, which you said isn't very good. Uh, well, not anymore. Like at the time, it was probably You're a pretty good choice, but I don't like the song now. I would say it's like one of my least favorite songs on the album, but that could just be because of how popular it was in 2012 or whenever it came out. You know, you listen to something so much that it's just like, oof. I'm coming back to you, baby. I also think that probably there's a difference between like a song that's super catchy and therefore is a good lead single and also like her best songs. Because if I think of like, no, it's she should have picked other lead singles. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, one, one million. The like, shake it off was a good one. Yeah, but it's definitely not the best song. Like, it was a good choice for a lead single, but it's not the best song on the album. Yeah, she should have picked something else. 
But like in saying that, Blank Space or Out of the Woods or any of those, they would have all been really good choices as lead singles and they're all mm-hmm. fucking fantastic songs. Period. But oh, wow, we're getting real deep into this. <laughs> I think if Blank Space was the first single, it would have been Everyone would have hated it. Well, we would no. now. No, no, no. It would have been like the best lead single of all time from anyone ever. Um That's fair. Same with Cruel Summer. Fucking Or man. I Did Something Bad. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. No. That's also pretty generic. Like fun. <laughs> but generic. <laughs> I, I, I think that she typically, um, when you look at other artists, mm. especially, say, like Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, she, and I would say a majority of artists, are very much like, the lead single needs to be a transitional piece between my last That's album fair. and what this new album is going to be. That's fair. So, like, with um, Between Beautiful Woman and Sweetener, she released No Tears Left to Cry. Yeah. Which is very much... Yeah. Starts in a very dangerous woman, acapella, yeah. powerful esque, yeah. and then into kind of a more um, that like bassy club song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that really set the tone for the album. Yes. Uh, and then I think she did the same. Thank you. I would thank you next year. I would thank you next. Thank you next. Oh my god, um, an iconic album. That's an amazing album. It's a very, very, very perfect album. Um, whereas I feel like Taylor, I feel like it's. Accurate to say Taylor usually picks the song on the album that's the most drastically different from what she's done. Interesting. So with she, Red. I feel like she she is very much a I'm just setting the tone straight away type of person because I think because we're also used to there being like such defined eras for an album and her whole aesthetic changes according to what the album is going to be. Like she doesn't need that transitional piece almost. Yeah, she sets the tone in other ways with these yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so valid. Um, I would argue that I wouldn't argue this can go hand in hand with that. Um, that her lead singles have kind of been the wildest song on each album. Yeah, interesting. So with Red, we are never gonna get we are never getting back together. Yeah. It's probably the wildest song yeah. on the album. Nineteen eighty nine, Shake It Off is the wildest song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then oh my god, have we just cracked the reasoning behind the lead and then singles? Look what you um. Look what, look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made yeah, me do. Yeah, that's what it's called, right? Look what you made me do. Yeah. yeah, that's the most different and wildest song yeah. on Reputation as well. And then with Lover, Very Much Me is the wildest song on the album. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, it's so bad. Like, I feel like they're all pretty drastically. Oh, absolutely. Different. Oh, definitely. And they do definitely, like, set the tone straight up. Mm. So. Cute. Cute. I think we cracked the code. I think we did too. Period. <laughs> Did I tell you I um impulse bought the um you know how she released oh. the clock yeah holder with the four vinyls and yes. stuff. Yes, I impulse bought it, and then like two days later, I looked at my bank account and I was like, "That is like two hundred and fifty dollars that I've just spent on this." And Did I you buy all? Fund. Did you buy all four vinyls with the clock thing? Oh my god! With the clock wall piece. That's horrific. Well, no, I cancelled the order. Good. I got my money back. That's really good. Because in the heat of the moment, I was like, I need it. It's a limited edition. I'm going to go crazy if I don't get it. So I got it. <laughs> and then I ruminated on it and I was like, oh, choices. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> Her is that I'm team. bad with money, mm. but at least I acknowledge it. At least I'm self-aware. 
That's really true. Her marketing team definitely does a very good job of making people feel like they have to participate in whatever it is. Otherwise, like, like you have yeah. to buy the four vinyls yeah. to get the clock, you know? So I've just got one pre-ordered. That's good. it, one, one vinyl. Nice. Is that a signed one? You can't return those apparently. You can't get a... Refund. No, you can't get the signed ones in Australia. Yeah, you can. You can get them from JB Hi-Fi. What? Yeah. Not when I looked. We can now. Fuck. Maybe I have to cancel my order and change it to that one. <laughs> anyway, um, it was like a whole thing though with the clock because yeah, um, in Australia we're not we don't have the actual clock piece, right? So you can order all the music and like uh, most of the apparel merch, um, but for some reason the actual clock piece isn't available in Australia, so you have to order it from the US Taylor Swift store. Whack! But you can't order. The music from the US Taylor Swift store. Interesting. Because they can't ship the music internationally. Interesting. So a bunch of Australians I are like... I think they'd also be an issue. You know how DVDs you used to have to buy? Rage Unlocked. Yeah. Is no, well, I think with music it's more that it won't count towards sales and the uh, charts. Right. If it's shipped internationally. So Interesting. they are very strict. That doesn't make any sense, but... It does. Well, why wouldn't they just count a sale as a sale? Why does because it I where think it's Billboard going? is very strict with their um, parameters. That's stupid. I'm not saying Billboard's correct, but I'm saying they're strict. Um, so, like, a bunch of Australians were, like, adding the four albums to the cart and the clock piece, and I was coming up with not available to ship, not all, like, you can't Back. do all this stuff, um, until people realised that you have to buy just the clock piece from the US and then Jesus. all the albums here. That's um, fucked up. And here, the, al- the vinyls cost $60 each. Yeah. How much do they cost over there? Significantly less, even with the conversion. Really? Yeah. Whack. Um, and the clock piece itself was honestly reasonable. I think they were like forty dollars US. That's, yeah. So with conversion, it would it's and like the shipping 70. it adds up to be like eighty dollars. Yeah. Which is wild, but anyway, capitalism really popped off on that one. Yeah, it is definitely giving greedy. <laughs> but like, it's also an iconic piece of merch, right? I mean, I guess I don't think it's that iconic, personally. Like, I, I will say, I it's don't kind see of any need for it at all for people to be buying four versions of the same album. Yeah, only from a, a waste perspective, like Absolutely. a plastic waste perspective. Because Lord's latest album, um, she basically was like, "I'm not releasing any CDs of Solo Power because yeah, a huge whopping amount of um, plastic waste in the world is CDs and stuff that can't break down properly because." And people just throw them away because they're CDs. Yeah. Um, especially with streaming now. Um, so she just released a paper little merch box thing that yeah, came with a download code right. for purchase. Um, and, that was iconic of her. And like a booklet and a poster and like stickers and fun yeah. collectible stuff in there instead of the CD. And it was still the $20 of a CD. Um, but she forfeited, forfeited sales numbers for it. Mm. So physical sales count more than digital sales or streams. Right. Um, meaning she was like pre-warning that this album's going to flop on the charts because yeah. I'm not selling CDs full stop. Yeah. Um, which was a bold choice. That is bold, but good on her. I mean, it's like a very different to Taylor Swift being like, yeah, four CDs because that's going to increase my sales. It's like, girl, they're fake sales. <laughs> There, I said it. I said it. Taylor Swift. Yeah, I feel like we need to 
we need to preface all this by saying that we're Swifties. But anyway. I do love her. She's a queen. She's an icon. Her music and is fucking amazing. She is the moment. She is the moment. But, you know, she's this. she's made some choices with the rollout of this album. True. Yeah. It's giving, it's giving, if she announced Folklore and Evermore before they dropped in that, well, because like Folklore and Evermore, folk, folklore and Evermore yeah. dropped all at once with no lead singles, obviously, because there were surprises. They were iconic. I feel like there was a possibility she was planning on doing that with Midnight's. Interesting. And then instead she was like, but I win this award, so I'll announce it there without any plans in place to release singles and stuff. Interesting. That kind of makes sense, I guess. But also Taylor Swift doesn't really give me the vibes of someone who does things spontaneously. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. I'm not saying she spontaneously announced the album. I'm saying she planned oh. one thing and then the awards. She was like, oh, so I can pre-plan to that, that instead. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I think it's wild that she didn't release a single. I think it's also very wild that she didn't release a single. You know, even if, if Beyonce has to, Taylor has to. And that's my rule. Bam. And now on to the next segment. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) What else has happened? A lot, but I'm also like, a lot of it I don't know how much we'll like. Know about? Up to to the, with the kids, been cool on, you know? Yeah, fair. Um... We did Mario, we did Madonna. They released a clip for the Teen Wolf movie. Oh! At New York Comic Con. <laughs> oh, really? Which revealed some plot details. Interesting. I mean, no one cares. No, no one cares. I haven't heard about this either. But ba- I'll just run down it quickly to show you how stupid. Basically, the clips is in um, Derek carrying his teenage son <laughs> into the locker room of the lacrosse locker room because the son injured himself and they then Derek gives him a pep talk about going back on the field. Wait, then, how – is this supposed to be set like 15 or 16 years later? 15, but they all look the same, yes. That's disgusting. Um, and uh, so he's giving a pep talk and then an arrow comes and nearly kills him and it turns out Crystal Reeds Allison is a hunter again and doesn't recognise Derek and is trying to kill them. How – Oh, wait. Um, and then Derek's like, Mr. Child, run. So he runs and then Derek's like fighting Allison and tries to get away and basically she shoots an arrow through his neck. And kills him. And it's very heavily implied that this movie is about the fact that Derek gets killed by Allison. Horrific. Because he's like spurting blood and crawling down the hallway in a very much a final death scene kind of vibe. Oh, no. Derek. Not Derek. And I'm like, that's dumb. And also truly cannot get over how much the actor they chose to play the son. <laughs> Derek's son looks like the love child of Derek and Styles. <laughs> I got it. I'm being dead serious. I read or I saw a TikTok about the other day. I'm not sure which one, but apparently Sterek is like the third or second or fourth. I don't know. It's like top five most written about ships on AO3. Yeah. Absolutely iconic. Deeply. Very. Deeply iconic. Number one was, I'm sure we can all guess. BTS? No, Castiel and Dean. Number two, I think, oh, God, was Stephen Bucky. And then number number three, oh, goodness. You know what's hot? I'm not going to say this, never mind. What are we going to say? I'll say it off air. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Also in the top was... um, the Good Omens people, Azira Fail. Oh, interesting. Crowley. Oh, and that's like a, a left yeah. field one. Yeah. 
And then Steric was there. I was going to say Drary. They were Drary. I think maybe that was top five as well. I don't know. Anyway, they were all exclusively gay ships was the top ten. <laughs> the power of teen white girls and the gays. It's true. Oh, um, Larry, oh, Louis and Harry. I think that was about number nine. There was a BTS one that was number ten. Yeah, anyway, it was in, yes, it was interesting. Very interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, it was. Speaking of fanfic. Okay. You know that novel... The Love Hypothesis that's... No. Oh, okay. Well, there's a novel called The Love Hypothesis that went viral on TikTok for the book side of TikTok, book talk, um, and is like one of the New York Times bestsellers and it's any bookshop you walk into, it's in the top 10 of the week kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's a romance. Okay. Um, And it's essentially, it's just a, a Raylo, Star Wars Raylo. Iconic. Fanfic. Um, re, re-costumed to be an original novel. Iconic. Um, and they've now announced that that is also getting a movie. Iconic! What's it called? The Love Hypothesis. And literally you look at the cover and you're like, oh, yeah, that's Ray and Kylo Ren. <laughs> hypothesis. They haven't Love cast hypothesis. anyone. So if for a recap oh, for yeah, some past will. episodes, a few weeks ago we talked about the fact that they're adapting a um, another Harry Styles fanfic and mm. it's um, about a single mother who goes to a concert with the kid and then Harry Styles... Falls in love with her and like points her out in the crowd and is like, You get in my tummy. Um, and then they hook up and shit. And um, so that's being made a movie. And, and, and it's wild because because um, it's Anne Hathaway starring in it. And and they cast the Harry Styles. They cast the Harry Styles. Yeah. It's um, Nicholas Galitzine. Galitzine, I think. How do you spell it? Oh, yeah. Nicholas Gal. Don't, don't worry, I found it. Oh, just, oh, okay. That's he's kind of a vibe. Well, she's looking at him. Um, I want to say I'm a Harry Styles fan. That's a vibe. But I've been shitting on Harry Styles. I'm only shitting on Harry Styles for this one specific aspect of him capitalizing on the queer community. Um, that's all. I love his music and I love him, but you know what I mean. He is British too, so hopefully he's going to do a bit of a better job than fucking Trevor. Fucking Trevor. <laughs> Although I'm saying that, I actually think that is his real accent, isn't it? Yeah. Horrific. A deeply iconic. Oh. <laughs> um, Nicholas Galitzine mm. is also in. Um, so there's this there's this uh, gay romance drama comedy book called Red, White, and Royal Red, White, and Royal Blue. Interesting. Which is about the first son of the United States and one of the princes of England falling in love and having like a gay love affair. Okay. Um, and they're by it's by Casey McQuiston. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're adapting it into a movie for Amazon Prime. Okay. And the two leads mm-hmm. are both being played by straight men. And while I'm like, I'm just excited to have an ad- adaptation of this this novel, mm. when you see them and you see the chemistry they have, mm. it's very much frat bros. Oof. And not the porn kind. It's like, Oof. It's like frat bros who are straight and like... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I just, look, if the straight person playing a gay role can, like, put the pussy into it and make it believable, whatever. Still don't love it, but, like, at least it's a good performance and all that and good chemistry. Whereas these two, I'm like, it's very clearly two straight guys pretending, like, the chemistry's not there is all I'm saying. Because they're really, like, behind-the-scenes videos and stuff. And and it, the vibe isn't there, but. I hope I'm wrong, and I'm, I, I hope the on-screen chemistry is, is good and sexy and hot. Hope it gives Call Me By Your Name levels. That was a good film. It was a good film. 
shame about army hammer though. yeah literally <laughs> i was just thinking that <laughs> did you see um no the director of that luca mm-hmm. i think is his name mm-hmm. um his next movie is also starring timothy Shalamama. love it um and taylor page from escape room but basically it's a it's a, it's a teen love story about uh two teens on the run who are cannibals and it's called Bones and All. And it's gotten, like, the most perfect reviews of yeah. any film in recent years. Praise and everything. I have and heard it, about that. And it looks that. like it's also going to do really well at the box office. Yeah. Um, it comes out, I think, next month. Cool. And I'm very pumped for it. It looks I'm, fantastic. I'm excited. We should go see that. We should. Also, can we go see Black Panther together? Okay. No? When does that come out? November 9th. Yeah. No? Yeah. You don't seem very keen. Well, no, I... Sure, I don't like to plan things that far in advance, but aside from that, yes, we can go and see it together. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> cute. Cute. Fun. rash. What were we just talking about? Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking Freaking of Teen Wolf. Hot guys. <laughs> did you see that there's rumours that Henry Cavill is officially signed back on to be Superman again? Is there really? Yeah. So like, How the, intriguing. Apparently. That's apparently, so interesting. You know, apparently, kid. No. Apparently. <laughs> oh, no, I have to show you that. Um, no, don't show me that. Tell me about Henry Cavill. So, apparently, yeah, look. What did you think about the ride? It was great. And apparently, I've never been on live television before, but apparently sometimes I don't watch the, sh- I don't watch the news. Because I'm a kid, and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. It's the Powerball. <laughs> it's iconic, right? That's so fucking funny. Apparently. <laughs> it's like a corn kid. <laughs> it's corn! The, the big, big lump of nuts. It's got you. It's got the juice. Gotta imagine the more beautiful thing. thing. Anyway. It's so yes, you know what was so funny mm. is that everyone was so obsessed with that audio for like two days, and now it's just disappeared. It's like Avatar. <laughs> James Cameron will be having words with you. I said what I said, and I was correct. Also, with that analogy, it also means that Corn Kid is going to get four sequels fifteen years later. I'm okay with that. Fuck, we love to see people succeed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so apparently the tea is that the old leadership at Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. um, well, specifically DC, I guess, um, were done with Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill as Batman and Superman because they wanted to get away from Zack Snyder. Interesting. Um, and then this new leadership, who are fucking idiots with actual decisions and ruining creatives and stuff, um, are basically like, well, short-term gain going to get people excited so let's yeah see if we can get henry cavill and van affleck back into the roles but didn't they leave i thought i thought they didn't want to do it anymore they don't oh and then i guess something's changed because now the rock did like personal meetings with them and convinced them to interesting um and they signed new deals and stuff with tons of money but basically allegedly i don't actually know if any of this is true yeah but um so the tea is that henry cavill's back as superman may or may not be in black adam at some point intriguing um but people seem to be keen on that and the rock seems to be hinting at that um interesting uh, but that's Wait, not the do interesting you, part. you mean in the black adam that's coming up in like a week they think henry cowell's gonna have a cameo in it yeah whack yeah with like a new superman suit and stuff that's less 
dark like Zack Snyder. How interesting. Huh. Allegedly. I've got, like, it might be Bro, I would thoughts, literally but... have walked into that movie next week and had no fucking idea that that was going to happen. I mean, obviously, we don't know for sure that it's going to happen. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, I mean, if that had happened, I would have been, like, knocked off my seat shocked. <laughs> I, like, I hope it happens because yeah. it's hot. But <laughs> on the other hand, I'm also, like, now super used to celebrities, like, playing that coy game. Yeah, yeah. To Teasing get people things. in seats. Yeah. Like, yeah. the Spider-Man No Way Home and stuff. The yeah. entire marketing campaign was just the hype around whether or not Toby yeah. would do that kind of thing. And that yeah. was enough to do it. Um, and The Rock has, in interviews and stuff, been heavily implying that. But, I mean, they followed through with No Way Home, so. Well, that's true. But, yeah, The Rock's been heavily implying, and I'm like, is he being real, or is he just um trying to get people to see the movie? <laughs> interesting. So I think it'll be interesting when it comes out. Um, He's pretty smart, yeah. like, marketing-wise. I th- and I also think that he, yeah, he's smart enough to realise the backlash would be. Yeah, I think so. And I, But I also think he's smart enough to... Um, make it happen yeah. and know that if he could get Henry Cavill as Superman in the film that but people pow- would go like and see powerful it. enough. I think, yeah, I think absolutely. The Rock is, literally, is just as powerful IRL as is a character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. He's like – I think he's one of those people who's like secretly runs Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> like we all just don't realise how much of like an iron fist he has. Yeah, there were, there were like – His production company There was like, like rumours that um, Warner Brothers and DC were trying to hire him as the next head of DC. Interesting. DC Film and TV as, wow. the, as the, the DC Kevin Feige. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. And I'm like, that's Just considering the amount of wild. movies his production company has come out with recently and, like, solid movies. Like, they're mm-hmm. not obviously Oscar winners, but they're, like, entertaining and they make a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. So, like, he knows what he's doing. And I've put it on record. I'm excited for Black Adam. I think it looks really fun. Yeah. I'm not not excited. Like, Can I'll I go think, see it. Like, a cool ensemble cast. I'm always down for that. You know. Is that this week that that's coming out? I think it comes out on Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. Whack. We should go see that. I'm down. Anyway. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, the reason I even brought up Henry Cavill in the first place is because people went banana nuts. Mm. <laughs> look at Pippi. <laughs> oh. um, She's so sweet. People went banana nuts because for the first time – Ever basically, the behind-the-scenes production companies for the costumes released. Oh shit! Sorry, I've missed a call from Mackenzie. Okay, so you talk. No, because I need you to be for this. Oh, bit. okay. So I'll just clap and we'll cut this out. It's gone. Like big lump with knobs. It's got the juice. Can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's gone. He's bringing the dogs. When? Soonish. Will you get a text? I'll make him text me and you'll leave. So then we'll have a 15 to 20 minute heads up. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Okay, so. Sorry. Um, Basically, the reason everyone's been talking about Henry Cavill partly is because of this possible return to form kind of thing. Very interesting. But the other thing is that the company that does the superhero suits for DC. Okay. Recently released his first ever test photos in the testing costumes. Oh, bless. And, like, the fitting suit and stuff. Yeah. And when I say I've never seen the general public be so horny. (laughs) Can I see the photos? Yeah. (laughs) I want to see the photos, honey. I'm ready to be horny on main. (laughs) Like, I'm not even going to lie, they're hot. So for the viewers, 
I mean, the listeners and well, and the viewers, I can't really show you, but you can keep swiping. There's tons. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's six images. Oh my god! I'm so holy shit! What the fuck? For context, for listeners and viewers, the photos basically show him in That's these intense. these um oh test, test suits that only cover where the muscle padding is going to go in the suit, uh, and the rest of it's just mesh. Wild! I'm so, so basically, <laughs> it's just covering his crotch and a little bit of his bum cheeks. And like certain parts, but otherwise he's mostly nude. And people, I I'm like I'm being dead serious when I say I've not seen Twitter, the Twitter general public go that feral. <laughs> like the comments under the posts, there are so many. Were wild. There are so many. Um, and like to be fair, it is super hot. It's like it's like Superman lingerie. Yeah, honestly, his butt. I know, guys. You need to go look at these photos because the butt is wild. His thighs also wild. Crush your head like a watermelon. Literally, I mean the bulge. Obviously, it has to be pointed out and say also wild. The what? <laughs> the bulge. The bulge. <laughs> but truly, his butt cheeks in this are wild. Hi. Like, um, sorry to objectify this man, but next time, don't let people release photos of you nearly <laughs> naked. That's crazy. Right? Wow. It's like, it's hot though, right? Yeah. His hair, absolutely adorable. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty iconic, I'm not going to lie. Anyway, so that's the other reason that people have been talking about him a lot recently. I love that. And I just thought that you needed to be in on that. So fair. Um, Mackenzie's leaving now, just as an aside. Cool. Um, did you say that there's um, – this isn't in my notes or anything, but um, there's an app, a, like, a lo- like a low-cost subscription service app. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Quinn. Okay. Or something. It's basically it's audio porn for ladies. Iconic. So it's a bunch of male narrated like I want sexy this. scenarios. Um and it's really popular. Um and I guess they're popular enough be. that they make so much money that they're like hiring well known celebrities to like <laughs> do like Stop! sub like No fucking way Porny audio. Okay, recordings. are we talking celebrities like Tom Hiddleston or are we talking celebrities like No B. Hero finds, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like around that level. Talking so, like um, Thomas Doherty, you know, no, Dove Cameron's ex boyfriend. Oh, he's massive in like the Disney Descendants movies, and um, he's in the new Gossip Girl and stuff. And he's really, really, he's got millions of followers. He's really popular. He's basically just done one in his like natural Scottish accent, and people Ooh. also going feral. That is sexy. Um. And then absolutely <laughs> screaming! Oh my god! She's I, like subscribed. <laughs> I am. I am trending categories: M sub, M dom, F dom, degradation, praise, aftercare. Iconic. And they're, they're all iconic. targeted towards heterosexual females, I believe. Which I'm so here for. I think that's iconic. That. Oh no! There's a. There is a. There is. There does seem to be a category that is woman on woman. So there's gay stuff. So it's just. Females in general or female identified yeah, people in general. Yeah, it does seem. Although that is its own category, so I would assume. But if it's an F-DOM, like, that would be implying that. The F-DOM would be implying that the person reading it is being the submissive. Yeah. Saying, like, yes, this cock belongs to you, ma'am. <laughs> Mistress? <laughs> what do they say? Uh, no, I know. I reckon F-DOM is she is said mistress. I reckon that's what it is. You think the female is reading the, it? The, 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 re, the Okay, the narrator is the dom. I reckon that's what it is. Oh, interesting. 
um, because there's an M sub and an M dom here as well. So I reckon. Either way, this like it's iconic. <laughs> that is like um, sorry, yes. <laughs> this is iconic. I absolutely am subscribing to this. Yeah, I don't know what made me think of this, but how much is it? Just so everyone's aware. I don't know, but there's an app version that might be cheaper. Get started. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, it doesn't doesn't say how much it is. No, it doesn't. Oh, um, that's wild. It just says make an account. Quinn. Okay, let's Quinn audio stories. Very subtle. Um, You're usually first kinky experience. Usually, you can see the subscription cost. Yeah, uh, six ninety nine a month or fifty two dollars a year. I'm in. Which fifty two bucks a year is. It's not really, yeah. It's good. You know, it's like one dollar a week. Maybe we should get that for Chelsea for her birthday. Oh my god, yes! Chelsea, don't listen to this. Chelsea, don't listen. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I just, I, I think that's very iconic and very cool. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna be subscribing for sure. That on that. Wow. Apparently, love that. Okay. Um, how much of the Try Guy stuff are you like up to date on? None. Uh, someone cheated on his wife and all of the rest of them are really mad about it. Yeah. I'm going to touch on these two other stories quickly first because it's more of a, this is the story, how fucking wild is this? I don't know how much conversation we can even have about it. Okay. But I feel like they're important to, to bring up. Okay. So one of them is Kanye West going psychotic. Oh, That's actually yeah. maybe insensitive because he actually has mental health issues. Uh, going off, no. Doing I think it's fair to say that he's being... Horrible. Oh yeah. Online and being Absolutely. very inconsiderate to his family and children and stuff. Yes. But he literally went on an anti-Semitic tirade. I did see this on Instagram and Twitter to get him blocked. Yeah. And like White Lives Matter. Like, like what? Shit's yeah, wild. Shit is shit is wild. And it's really. There was like a, a blessed few months there where nothing was kind of going yeah. on. And now it's all just come back with a vengeance. You're saying that Kim's kidnapping the kids. And it's like, I don't think that's true. I think that literally no, I'm not meaning this in an offensive way. I true like you're unstable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think, I mean, I saw um, Chloe made a post about it on social she media. Yeah. Um, and then he went after her. Well, and she basically was like, the children have not been kidnapped. You know where they are at all times. You were invited to the party yeah. that you're talking about. Yes, like you're the one who vetoed this, and so we made alternate arrangements, and you chose not to come. Like, you know, so, yeah, interesting. And also let it be fucking known. Mm. He's only attacking the female celebrities that are making statements or making comments. Interesting. So Gigi Hidden made a comment, attacked yes. her. Um, that, that – uh, I think it was Vanity Fair writer, fashion writer, mm. who was at the White Lives Matter fashion show. Mm. He, he It all started because he was brutally attacking her and people were coming to her defence. Mm. Um, so that was like Gigi Hidden and stuff. And then I think Hayley Bieber. Oof. And he was like, Justin, come get your, your like bitch kind of thing. Oh my God. Like really derogatory. Um, and then Chloe. Uh, and it only seems to be female celebrities, which is not at all shocking, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's not shocking at all. <laughs> um, but that's all wild. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And, like, how much can we say about it? I know. Yeah. It's really true because there's, like, that fine line you've got to be sensitive, but also at some point it's like, well, actually, there, you there have are. to be held accountable for how horribly you are behaving. I literally you know? say it all the time. It's the 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine cool motive still matter. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know, it might be an explanation for your actions, yeah. but it's not an excuse for no. your actions. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. And he absolutely needs to be held accountable for what he's doing. See. Allegedly, so we don't get sued. And, I mean, not fucking allegedly. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> allegedly. I also do feel very, very, very sorry for Kim yeah. again. And for the kids yeah. in particular, like it's this is just such a yeah. I like it would be fucking stressful and horrific, even if it wasn't on a public stage. I can't yeah. even imagine how awful it must be to have it magnified to this level. Oh, absolutely! Like, yeah, yeah, and to have on top of that all of his fans attacking yeah stuff is wild, horrific. Um, on a lighter note, did you have you seen the clips from the new season of the Kardashians? Um, of of Chloe, Chris, and Chris's husband slash boy toy. What's his name? Corey? No. With a C, not a K. Corey. Um, basically, Kim, uh, not Kim, um, Chris is having joint issues. Yes. So she goes to a dispensary and gets marijuana gummies. Iconic. C- CBD gummies? What know. are they called? I have no idea. I don't know. Weed gummies. And anyway, her and Chloe split one. <laughs> And then they go out to lunch and Kim, uh, Chris is just like high <laughs> and giggling and being ridiculous the whole time. And it's it's rare in these recent seasons of their shows yeah, that it's like funny and relatable and you're like, oh, they're actually like normal humans and this yeah. is cute and funny and this yep. is fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and not like dark and weird to watch. Yeah. But it, it was very funny, like to the point where... It was going viral and stuff on TikTok and... Iconic. Like, made me laugh literally out loud. <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen those, but that sounds adorable. So give us more moments Chris. like that. It's very funny. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyway. Absolutely. We don't want more of the actual drama. <laughs> very that. Very that. I think especially because it's a show about a family that it's like... Yeah. Any intense drama that happens on it is kind of dark to watch no matter what because it just reminds you of any... Drama with growing family kind of stuff. I don't know. I also feel like at some point, like, I don't know, it's not like I've watched a lot of the Kardashians, but I just really feel like some of the shit they get into, and I know it's got to be, like, really dramatised for the reality TV show of it all, but I feel like at some point it's kind of like, oh, my God, at what point are we just an extremely dysfunctional family and should we not speak to each other anymore? (laughs) Yeah, well, that was... (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch the seasons, but the last few seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. When, like, um, Kim and, and Courtney, Courtney had a punch-up. Yeah. And stuff like that. I'm like, if the show and having those cameras around is making you guys act like this. Oh, absolutely. And now especially that they all have kids and stuff. Yeah. It's like maybe. Well, I my, I don't even really think that Courtney has much of a relationship with the rest of them anymore, does I she? I would be surprised. I don't know. It doesn't really seem like she doesn't seem to be very. They were all very. In, I watched season one of the Kardashians or half of the season, and they were all very involved in the um, proposal and stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I think they are involved in their lives, but whether or not that's by choice or by yeah contract contract yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, there was a one point where Courtney was like, "No, I don't." want anything to do with this. I don't want to be part of the show anymore. But yeah. that was for keeping up, wasn't it? Yeah. At the end of that, which would, again. And this, again, this show is very different in that they're allowed to yeah. be self-aware and stuff and talk to the cameras and acknowledge yeah. the cameras. So it's it's definitely a different um, mm. um, 
<laughs> Which also, by the way, that's the same issue with the with the last half of the new season of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives yeah. of Beverly Hills. Uh, Kyle brings in her other sister, Kathy Hilton, oh. as a friend of the last season and this season. And the second half of this season, it just went off the rails and their relationship that they had yeah. to spend five years rebuilding Yeah, after the last drama with Kim, uh, yeah. the Amsterdam fight, which I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. Um, basically... Kyle's a terrible sister, <laughs> and um, and and um, the second half of the season has been focused around a thing that's um happened with Kathy and uh, Lisa Rinna and Kyle, mm. and Lisa Rinna's trying to like destroy Kathy's life and shit. But anyway, oh my God. um, it's really dark, and it's really dark because they are family. Yeah, and like Kyle's daughter's getting married soon, Oof. and it's now like uh, either of Kyle's sisters are either of Farah's auntie's gonna be there yeah because they're saying we don't know if we're welcome we don't know what the you know all this they're stuff. absolutely gonna be there so it's like it's definitely well they weren't allowed to go to um nikki hilton's wedding oh really because they were in such a bad state at the time interesting it was just after kim had that thing in melt in amsterdam and kyle didn't do anything to help her or defend her or whatever um and then Maurizio backstabbed and double crossed the hiltons in Oof. business they had a real estate business together. Oof. Um, and Mauricio... That's why you never have business with family. Started his own business and stole clients. Um, Oof. Jesus. Like, took clients with him and stole... And, like, for another real estate no. business, with Dara competitor. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. So, <laughs> Kathy and Kyle and stuff... Whack. It ruined their relationship for, like, five years. Fair. And they didn't start even talking again until Kathy came on as a friend of on the show, basically. Whack. Um, and it got... It was literally... Um, I think Kyle said that for Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff, the entire family's there, but Maurizio's not allowed to come because otherwise none of the Hiltons will come. So it's like, it's pretty intense, like, family drama stuff. Yeah, that um, is. Which, is. which isn't typically fun for people to no, watch. Absolutely not. I don't know. What is real drama, no matter what it is about, it's just too... Like, you don't watch this because you want to see people going through bad shit, you know? Like, you're watching it to watch petty drama. <laughs> exactly. And I think every other franchise of this show gets that. Yeah. And then Beverly Hills is like, this is life or death. Literally. You need to be like, cancelled and from the kicked beginning, out of Hollywood. From and the it's beginning. Like honeys, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a perfect example. This is going to make little sense to you. But essentially, they were on one of the trips, the annual trips that they have to do as a cast. Um, <sighs> and Lisa Renner and Kyle were being rude and not super nice to Kathy Hilton, mm-hmm. who's a pretty chill person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kathy Hilton hit a breaking point and kind of had a mental breakdown and started like Oof. Uh, getting angry at them. And she had to go back to the to the house and have like a mental breakdown. Um, and Lisa Rinna has basically picked up on that and has tried to turn it into a storyline of like, Kathy Hilton said truly the most disgusting things I've ever heard. And if I don't say what, what she said then I'm going to die of cancer because it's that bad. Literally the Cancer Council of America had to release a statement and say Lisa Rinna's a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. And the fact that she <laughs> said this shit about cancer is fucked. <laughs> and basically Lisa Rinna's doing the thing again where she's trying to kick someone off the show because uh, they're more popular than she is. Yeah. Um, well, not fair, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she does it every season pretty much. <laughs> um, but this time Kathy was like, actually – do you know who my family is? I'm going to fight back. Iconic. And it Go created Kathy. this whole thing 
and now um Kyle and Kathy's relationship's fucked up and this whole thing. But the whole turning point, the thing that made Kathy snap and have a mental breakdown, like a, a tantrum kind of thing, was that they were in a club after filming finished for the night. They went to a club and there was no filming in the club and stuff. Um, and Kathy asked the DJ to play Michael Jackson and the DJ refused to because Michael Jackson might be problematic or whatever, which fair. Um, and then she wanted to do, so she was annoyed. And then she wanted to do a conga line and she tried to get the rest of the cast to do a conga line with her and they didn't want to. So she snapped what? and had like a meltdown. And I'm like, that's the kind of drama I want on these shows. Yeah. Someone that's having the a breakdown. grip on reality right. that I am interested in. <laughs> People have, someone having a breakdown because no one will conga line with them. That's fucking funny and light that's, drama. Yeah. And if it was just left at that and having a breakdown over that, yeah. it would have been an iconic plot point. It's really fair. But instead, they took it and made it really dark and, like, life-destroying. And it's like, this is, I think, where you go off the rails and it's not fun to watch anymore. Yeah. But that's my take on Beverly Hills this season for the people to watch. Fair. Which it actually isn't my co-host here. No, it's not. But I applaud her for... Trying to be engaged. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was um, that a bunch of UK celebrities are now suing... Uh, one specific magazine. Is it the Daily Mail? Branch. I don't think it is. I didn't write it down. But yeah. it's literally like Elton John, Elizabeth Hurley, Prince Harry. Oh, my God. Are suing um, this one conglomerate who has a few papers. Forget this. For breaches of privacy, for example, planting listening devices in no. their homes. Hiring people to follow them and listen to them on phone calls and with conversations with friends. Impersonating family to get medical information. No! Yeah. Like, literal stalking. Um, and apparently there's enough proof that these major celebrities are, are suing and, uh, and it's, like, a huge big thing. And I and personally, I've been talking nonstop for the past 10 minutes, but personally, good on. all that's really to say about it is that I hope that it, it goes a good way in um, changing how... The British press works. I know, because they're, like, really fucked up. Like, the American press is also fucked up, but the British press is, like, fucking unhinged insane. Like, literally just Obviously. making up lies and shit. Yeah, and they're just allowed to say basically whatever the fuck they want, which is horrific. And they have such an influence on a lot of the population. They do. The con- especially the conservative population. They really do. The British papers alone have yeah. shaped how all of the UK sees Meghan Markle. Oh, absolutely. Or how they saw fucking Diana, Diana as well before. Yeah, and even Harry leaving when um, left the family and stuff. Like. Absolutely. Even fucking, you know, even Kate um, went through before they got married. She also was absolutely torn to pieces by the press and then now they've hate Meghan Markle instead. Yeah, they, so everyone's like, oh, my God, she's amazing now. So it's like, yeah. It's like it's, a cycle. It's, it's wild. It's horrific. And this is the same press that won't report on Princess Andrew. So it's like... Oh, as in won't report, as in refuse to say that he's a pedophile? Yeah. Wild. I thought you meant, like, refuse to report oh, no, because sorry, they're taking a moral clear. stand. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no um, refuse to report on it because... Whack. It paints the royal family in a bad light. Wild. Yeah. Um, horrific. So I hope that that leads to some actual... Good on them. ...change. That would be cool. Good on them. Wow. That's crazy. It is. That is really crazy. I can't believe they were doing that. I mean, I totally... If those celebrities are suing for it, I totally believe that it happened. Yeah. Which is wild. 
I remember actually Emma Watson. She did an interview at one point and I remember her being like, yeah, no, the tabloids absolutely fucked fucked and treated me really differently to they than they did my male co-stars for example the day that she turned i can't remember if it was 16 or 18 she was like i absolutely walked out of a club and there was a paparazzi laying on the ground take photos up, up her skirt. it's like what the fuck yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah and the press i remember when she cut her hair yeah were brutal towards her yeah um as well so just truly horrific crazy truly crazy let's talk about something stupid okay and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Oh, how far is Mackenzie with the dogs? I'm not sure. I, I don't have him on the stalker thing, but I have to assume that he's quite close. Okay. So then I will play this thing. So there's okay. this TikTok that kind of went viral in Australia. Mm. For better or for worse. Um, and a TikToker named Sarah Davidson at Spoonful of Sarah with an underscore in between each word. Spoonful. Uh, this will be linked below. I don't know why I'm going on about this. But <laughs> she released... A video in which she has an analogy for Melbourne and Sydney as Australian cities and how people conceive, like, see them. Okay. And I think it's funny because I actually think at the beginning she loses me and then by the end she wins me back. <laughs> so I want to see if it's the same for you. Okay. So this might cause a fight, but I feel like I've nailed the perfect analogy to describe Sydney versus Melbourne to an outsider. So Melbourne and Sydney are sisters, but Sydney is the pretty sister. So she's always been more overtly beautiful. She's got the harbour, the bridge, she's got Bondi, the good weather. But because of that, she's never had to really work on her personality. So her bars, her restaurants, her coffee, not great. But she's so overtly beautiful that people will keep coming back anyway. Melbourne is the less overtly attractive sister. She's still beautiful, but in her own subtle way. So we don't have the harbour. We have a body of water and it's pretty at night and at sunset, but you've got to look a little bit harder to appreciate it. So we've had to work on our personality. So we have the best coffee, the best restaurants, rooftop bars, festivals. We're even fun when it rains because we can't fall back on our looks. We're not the overtly attractive sister here so we've had to get such a good personality and we earn our crowds so this i absolutely fight, agree with all of the like above I've, right at yeah. the beginning i was like sydney as the pretty sister i don't think and then she started talking about personality i was like yes i'm on board yeah <laughs> I, I would join a cult if you started a cult yeah no um, she's absolutely correct absolutely correct and I, I just thought that was very funny. And no, I, she's so she is so right that Sydney is the pretty sister, even yeah. because like absolutely, when people think of Australia, they're like, oh my god, Sydney, the Opera House, and it's like, bro, you can't even fucking go to the Opera House, like you can't do anything there. Yeah. There's no opera. It's just a building that is funnily shaped, and occasionally a premiere happens. There. Okay, exactly. <laughs> like sometimes they project the queen's face on it if she dies. Sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally there'll be fireworks from the bridge yeah. if it's New yeah. Year's, but like... Yeah, very bad. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a bunch of people clamouring around the city for work. Literally. And being uh-huh. fucking asshole cunt very, faces yeah. just Ooh, saying that. And that's Wrong. Maddie's analogy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious, and it got me thinking what, what the other state cities okay. would be. And then I realised I don't really have enough knowledge on most of the other cities. So we'll just do Brisbane. So fair. Okay, that's fair. I feel like we could do ACT in Brisbane. And that's yeah, it. that's fair. Um, I, I, in keeping within this analogy, though. Okay. 
Hobart is the ugly sister that everyone's like, ew, I don't want to spend time with her. But then as soon as she puts on glasses, everyone's like, oh, my God. The makeover scene. She's so pretty, yeah. Okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting. See, I, 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 I don't know if I can fully understand why I think this, but I feel like Brisbane is very much the black sheep of the family. That's fair. Because she has... That's really fair. The city, and it's lit. It's a pretty solid city. Yeah. Like CBD. Yeah. C- CBD? CBD. And I'm just thinking about marijuana and cities, and I'm confused. <laughs> um, like, it has a really solid city, mm-hmm. and then you literally take 20 steps to the left, and you're in the suburbs. Yeah, that's really true. And I feel like that's... Which is iconic. ...drastically different than all the other cities in Australia. Really fair. I also think Brisbane is one of those ones where people expect nothing of them and then it turns out they have elected three Green members. <laughs> and there's actually a solid amount to do. Yeah, exactly. Mackenzie's here, so I'm just going to quickly go and grab the dogs. Yeah, do absolutely. Wanna... And we're back. <laughs> okay, we're back. But also, okay, for listeners and viewers and everyone reading, reading, <laughs> listening, um, <laughs> if we start to talk in baby voices... This because there's two cute little puppies. because we're talking to the puppies. So (laughs) we're not just weirdos who talk in baby voices. We're not. They have just been deposited here and they're hopefully going to go for a little sleepy peeps. But Jack's going exploring. Jesus. Never a good sign. (laughs) If they go quiet and they're out there for too long, we'll have to go and have a look because it probably means they're eating something they shouldn't be. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, (laughs) We were talking about Brisbane. Oh, that's right. I don't know what I was going to say. She's um, the ugly sis. No, she's the one that no one expects anything off. Exactly. Yep. I know. I would agree with that for sure. For sure. I think just because she's part of Queensland, people are like, ooh, Queensland. True. Whereas an actual fact, Brisbane pops off. It's got some good shit. It does. It's not as, not as exciting as Melbourne, but you know. Not as artsy as Melbourne. No. But like... There's more going on here than Sydney. Yeah, especially, but yes, non, non-work non stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah, Does exactly. There's like concerts and like comedy festivals and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Good food. Good soup. Good soup. Anyway. The suburbs are <laughs> big stretchies. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, it's really distracting with the dogs as usual, <laughs> yeah. which is a good thing. Um, okay, we don't really have much more to talk about. Don't we? Is he going to be able to be all the way up there? Ah! Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fu- I, I find it so funny that they're, like, medium-sized dogs, but they are lap dogs as well. Oh, my God. Jack I'm like, give me cuddles! Jack loves a cuddle. Puppy dogs sniffing Jack ASMR. Jack loves a cuddle. <laughs> okay. Do you want to get down now? Also, if you are watching, they are schnauzers, but as Maddie, Maddie might have mentioned, that uh, they got haircuts and they now <coughs> they look like different breeds now. It's quite they iconic. Do. It's <coughs> oh Jack. Yes. <coughs> oh God, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to scare you. He's, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, yeah, wrapping up. We 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 can start wrapping up. Um, just. I feel like we should talk about the Try Guys stuff, but I'm like... Sit. Sit. I feel like a lot's being said already. That's really fair. I also really genuinely don't know anything about it, so 
Aside from... <laughs> okay, we'll try and do a quick rundown. What's the okay. By the time it hits 30. Okay. Okay, so the Try Guys, Buzz, uh, old BuzzFeed employees, they spun yeah. out on their own to start a like, web conglomerate company and were relatively success- successful. Um, there was four of them. One of them, wow. Ned Fulmer, it turns out, was cheating on his wife with one of their employees. Really? Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he, he, he was he was found out cheating on his wife with an employee and Crack. everyone was like, That's wild that the wife guy Yeah. He, he was one of those men like John Mullaney who Yeah. Makes his entire, entire personality about the how wife. much they love their wife. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um and then of course double crosses them. Because John Mullaney Yeah, he also cheated on his wife, didn't he? And dumped her for um Olivia Munn. Whack. Yeah, like wild shit. So that all happened um, and he was like disgraced by the internet and the Try Guys fired him. Yes. But it turns out they already knew because it got exposed to them and they did an internal investigation into whether it was true and they found out it was true and because she was an employee, um, a quote-unquote food baby, I guess. Yeah. She's also cast like on camera and stuff sometimes. Um, Because she was an employee, they found it was inappropriate and fired him. And had started ed- editing him out of videos and stuff. Wow. Yeah. So then all this happened. It was wild. People, like, can't believe people still watch the Try Guys. I don't even didn't know yeah. the of it. Whatever. But it turns out they are. Um, and then the three remaining members mm-hmm. released a YouTube, 40-minute YouTube video called What Happened. Iconic. Which is also the title of Hillary Clinton's memoir about the 2016 election. <laughs> and I'm not saying the stakes are on par. <laughs> I got it. But anyway, uh, more con- so that all happened and it was huge controversy mm. and it was just starting to die down after they released this video um, where they're like talking about it and like we're so disappointed and all this, like it really dark and like intense. Yeah. Um, and Eugene. Iconic. Who's... I would say pretty objectively the favorite. Yeah. Has very has a hard time hiding his emotions. Yes. Um so throughout this is the video what I saw of. he's like you can see the rage in yeah. him and how pissed off he is that yeah. but the audacity of Ned Fulmer. Yes. You know, risking not just his career but all of their careers and livelihoods. Yeah. yeah. For this stupid shit. Anyway. Yeah. And it was like it was a meme like people were Yeah. found it funny and stuff that Absolutely. he couldn't hide his rage. Um, and then basically last weekend's Saturday night, Saturday night live hosted by Brendan Gleeson, mm-hmm. AKA Mad Eye Moody. Mm-hmm. They did a sketch that okay. was a parody of the What Happened video. Iconic. So it was, uh, Ego, Ego Noidem played a CNN news reporter. Brendan Gleeson played a field reporter who she was cutting to. He was like, Breaking news, that's just in there. Try Guys release a video and all this, a statement. Um, and then the sketch itself is, like, basically poking fun at how ridiculous the situation is. Mm-hmm. So things like, Try Guy Ned, the wife guy, got caught cheating with his employee, the the food baby. <laughs> food baby three or something like that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous. It absolutely Especially to general audiences who don't know about the yeah. situation. So they did the sketch, and it was very funny, to be honest. Like, there was a moment where Bo and Yang playing Eugene was like, we hope we hope that Ned Fulmer's 
somewhere in a ditch with a bullet in his belly <laughs> and his brain. Like, the rage was coming out kind of thing. Like, it was funny. Um, but the internet went wild because they found it uh, insensitive and they felt as though SNL completely missed the mark. Um, Interesting. Because they were like, so wait, you guys fired this guy for having a, a consensual kiss with someone? And cheating, like cheating on his wife and having a consensual kiss. Like usually when someone cheats on their wife, they don't get fired from yeah. their job. That's yeah. two separate things. And the sketch itself was, again, making fun of the ridiculousness of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one comment that was made that it was like, uh, so you guys fired him for having a consensual kiss with someone mm. while cheating on his wife. The internet took that and went wild and took it out of context and stuff. And were like, um, so you're telling me that SNL is okay with workplace harassment and, oh and um, people in senior power having affairs with people who work for them and it's like problematic. It's like, I don't think they ever said that. I watched it. Like I watched the whole episode. Yeah. They don't, they didn't say that it's okay or that they're excusing it. That's not what they're making fun of in the video. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, like, I, I think it was a bad take to say. I mean, it does. That's a what consensual it, kiss. It, is that really why you're firing him? It does seem like it was a bad take and probably poorly timed, but it doesn't seem like it was, like, bad. Well, like, I think the thing is that they just didn't fully research the context. Right. They just thought that these... Yeah. They were co-workers. Yeah. Interesting. They assumed that they were both yeah. talent. Yes. The food baby and the try guy. You know, yeah. they assumed yeah. they were co-stars. Yeah. When in reality, he was the owner of this multi-million dollar company yeah. and was yep. her boss. Yeah. And I think that's the vital context that they uh, were missing or overlooked. I don't know what the actual deal is. Yeah. Um, but like everyone went fucking wild over it. And like. Makes sense. I don't know. Interesting. Out of all of the comedy to take out of context and make a big deal out of. I don't know, yeah. I don't know that's the one. That's really fair. I don't know. I don't really have much to add. I'm sorry. But as someone who knew nothing about the situation, are you like, yeah, that's stupid and wild? The, what? The whole thing. Um, honestly, I have a lot of, no, not, not like it's definitely intense, particularly because of the level of like, um, attention that it's getting, but I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of respect for the rest of them being like, no, oh no, a million percent. We're firing him. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. So like, that's mostly they actually did the right thing for once. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I don't know. And that's the thing. The SNL wasn't. I don't. In my opinion, they weren't making fun of that. Yeah, that's fair. They were making fun of how stupid all the names and all this shit is. I mean, that's yeah, such a big, big hullabaloo. I don't know. Um, but no, I think the, what the actual Try Guys did with actually firing him and doing an internal investigation and stuff, they, they, they did all the right stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Which is new for sure. people in Hollywood. Well, I, I mean, again, considering that he is like a co-owner and a boss, like I just think it's very – and a face of both the company and like the, the, the social media. Like I do think it's very, very impressive that they're not – it shouldn't be impressive, but it is impressive that they did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really my only take on the whole situation. My only take on the actual thing is that it's wild that he would risk his oh my god wife and children like they have babies together like oh my god I don't know. Okay, shall we wrap up? Yeah. Okay. Cute. I feel like I did a bad job of explaining those, but that's because it's two very separate. Topics, well, yeah, it's like true. Issues. Yeah, it's really true. Anyway. Anyway. Let's start wrapping up. What's your? Do we have what the fuck of the weeks? 
No. No. Do you? I do. I always have a what the fuck of the week. The lies. <laughs> I'll think of one, I'm sure. My what? Oh, am I going? Yeah. Oh, my what the fuck of the week this week is that, um, oh, I know what yours should be. Okay, okay. My what the fuck of the week is, um, the rings of power. Mm hmm. Because they blindsided me. Oh, did they? I was like kind of gooped and gagged that they successfully had like an actual good plot twist. But, um, Basically, the season was leading to the reveal of which character was Sauron. Sauron. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, Jesus. Are um, you okay? Yeah. And they did a really well done fake out. Oh, did they? That absolutely slapped. Did it? So my what the fuck of the week is, one, I'm confused that they were able to do that, and two, good job. And kudos. That was cool. <laughs> now I have to watch it. You're going to be obsessed with the main ship of the show. The Am I? Galadriel and Halbrand, you're going to be absolutely frothing over them as okay. a ship. Yeah. I am. And I like me shipping a straight couple is pretty rare. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Okay, I'll give it a go. And that's that on that, sis. Yeah, that was the finale, by the way. Um, yeah, okay. <sighs> I am. You're what the fuck of the week should be, Brad Pitt. Oh. Oh. With the court documents that have just been revealed? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't really remember it very well now. Oh. But, um,. Well, unless you have a what the fuck of the week. No, that's a good one. Um, okay, no, because there's another co- there's another case happening at the moment, isn't there? So uh, back when there was some kind of court case, the documents were sealed. Yeah. They have now just been released for some unrelated reason, I think. Yeah. Um, and it basically depicts some very intense alleged violence yeah. on a private plane between Brad and Angelina in which – And their kids. And their kids in which Brad um, is quite violent mm. with Angelina and the kids yeah. and she has to lock herself in a bathroom, I think, to get away from him. And – um, they divorced very soon after that. It was only a couple of days after that the news broke that they were separating. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a very uh, detailed – Jack, drop that, please. Good boy. Sorry, that wasn't a very detailed account of what happened, but yes. I don't know. Do you have anything to add there? I was shooketh because I was like – Well, that's why it's a what the fuck of the week. It's just not another. Intense. It is intense. And I just feel like, you know, as I don't I don't think I should be as shocked every time something like this comes out, but I am. Every time something like this happens, I'm like, oh my god, really? Mm-hmm. Him? I yeah, oh I think the only other thing that they mentioned in it was that he has like alcohol abuse issues. Oh. And that's part of the whole thing is that he that makes sense. he doesn't handle well or whatever. Um Interesting. I think but I I don't remember or not if he has a history with um addiction and stuff. Interesting. Like, I have vague memories of hearing about this in the yeah, news and stuff. But I, don't I don't know if really. But, I mean, considering the Jennifer and the Angelina of it all, kind of, I probably think we probably should have known that there was going to be some. Anyway, we should wrap up. Puppies are fighting. The puppies are fighting. They're, they're playing. Okay, that's all. Okay. Um, I think this is actually going to be a, sh- a shorter episode than what it looks like to us. Yes, yeah. Because we're going to cut out a <laughs> bunch of stuff. But um, heaps of stuff. I feel like we covered a lot. We did. I'm satisfied with how much we covered. I agree. 
I don't know if we actually said anything when we were talking about things. <laughs> we mostly were just like detailing things like we're exactly. on the news. <laughs> but like, cute. Cute. Okay. If you want to follow Maddie on social media, oh. you can. Lady Alice 101 on Instagram, YouTube. That's it. Um, <laughs> Honest Creation on Instagram and TikTok and the website <laughs> and Facebook. Um, the bum. Don't bite his bum. That's mean. They get so intense when they do these little fights. <laughs> it's sure like it it's out. like fully like Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, like proper wrestling. Like they would give The Rock a run for his money. Iconic. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFH Podcast. Mm. Pod podcast mm-hmm. at on um Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. All the links are down below. As you, if you want to follow me on TikTok or Twitter, you can at nic underscore sushi. <laughs> Cute. Thanks very much for listening to What, what the, the Fuck, fuck is, is Happening, the podcast. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.